Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Hello and welcome to the third episode of the Comedy Telegraph podcast, While We Sing Together. My name is Mantez Man, and I'm joined today by former Sky Blue striker John Williams. Hello, John. Good afternoon, Mantez. John has been invited today on the show because uh, this week we celebrated the 25th anniversary of the Sky Blue's first game in the Premier League. And of course, John scored the opening goal in a 2 1 win over Middlesbrough at Highfield Road. But just before we talk about the goal, John, I'd, I'd like to know about, more about your nickname. You were called the Flying Postman. Yeah, um, that name came about simply because. Um, before you know, I did apply my trade in the football league. Um, I, I used to work at the Handsworth Post Office, um, doing delivering letters. Right, and I heard it was developed by um, a, a radio commentator. Yeah, um, Alan Parry, who's a famous commentator on the, for the BBC and ITV. Um, there was a race called the Sprint Challenge, what was run by the Saints and Greaves program, and um, he was commentating on the on the day leading up to the final, and. Um, and he also commentated on the final, and um, it was one of his famous quotes that he said, "Oh, you know, I bet there weren't many late deliveries on his round, and that's where the name stemmed from, due to the postman and the speed that put the two together and started calling me the Flying Postman." Flying Postman, brilliant, John. As I said, you scored the opening goal for the Sky Blues in the Premier League in that two-one win over Middlesbrough at Highfield Road. What do you remember of the goal? Yeah, um, as I said, I, I remember practically nearly every goal that I scored. Um, scored back then. Um, it was a great feeling. Um, I seen Stuart Rob- Terry Fleming was involved. Stuart Robson put the final ball in. I just helped it um, across the, the keeper into the bottom corner. And um, as I said, I was just so elated. I, I couldn't believe that we scored so quick. Were you slightly disappointed to be pipped to the post by Sheffield United Brian Dean to score the first ever Premier League goal as he uh, scored for the, the Blades against Man United? Oh, well, you know, Brian Dean, I said, uh, someone that I know. Uh, from sort of passing in football, he was a prolific goal scorer for Sheffield United, and he was a good scorer for Leeds United. Um, but yeah, you know, as I said, it would be nice to sort of get the first goal rather than the second. But as I said, every goal, you know, that I did score for the Sky Blues, I was very pleased about. So you signed for the Sky Blues earlier that summer in '92 by Bobby Gould. What are your memories of, uh, of the famous manager? Yeah, um, Bobby Gould was a um, very good for me. Um, he sort of put his arms arms around me and told me um, what he expected of me. And um, as I said. He knew how to get the best out of me. You went on to make 88 appearances for the Sky Blues. You played for many clubs following that, including Swansea City, Stoke City, Walsall and Cardiff. But what are your fondest memories of the Sky Blues? Fondest memories, as as I said, the group of lads that were there at the time, all good, honest professionals, the likes of uh, Steve Morgan, Dave Bruce, Andy Pearce, Robert Rosario, Peter Unlove, Mick Quinn, Peter Abberton. Um, even a bit old man, Oggy Brian Burrows was very helpful, and we had Mickey Jin, Lloyd McGrath at the time. And as I said, it was a massive influx of changes and different personnel. Dion Dublin came in at that time, Ali Pickering, Sean Flynn. Um, yeah, absolutely fantastic group of lads. We were like, you know, as I said, you, you had the crazy gang, but we had a you know a nice little family unit there where all the lads sort of looked out for each other and stuck together. For many of the younger supporters, they'll only have memories of the Rico Arena. What was the atmosphere like at Highfield Road? Oh, it was rocking? electric, absolutely electric. Um, we surprised a few teams, um, gave a few teams a good hiding. Um, you know, some of the big teams, Liverpool was one on, at the end of us, and um, we beat them 5-1. 
uh, I said there were some exciting times, you know, the period that I played. And as I said, it was an honour and a privilege to play for the three years that I did when I was with the Sky Blues. We talked about that opening goal. What was your favourite goal? My favourite goal was um, scoring two at White Hart Lane because I'm a big Tottenham fan. And then um, I think we played them again a couple of weeks later down at Highfield Road and I scored a header and we beat them 1-0. And uh, the fact that, you know, I, I wanted to sort of highlight the fact that I was a big Tottenham supporter and scored against them, yeah, the best feeling ever. It's a nice moment. You went on then, um, uh, like I said, to move on to different clubs. Since you've left the Sky Blues in '95, I believe it was, they were still obviously in the Premiership at the time. Where do you think it's gone wrong for the football club? Uh, I said it's, I think mainly behind the scenes, it's a financial um, problem. Um, I think either someone spending too much or something, you know, along the way. I can't really sort of expand on that, but you know, it's, it's the finances within the boardroom somewhere that's gone wrong. And uh, as we said before, we went on air that people at the top of football clubs now are dictating what happens within the club more and more so, you know, as, as, as I've seen in Chelsea and, and Man City recently do you think City have, have, have fallen victim to that? No, as I said I, I'm not sure of the ins and outs of it but as I said to me for the club to you know, lose its identity lose its ground and have to go to Northamptonshire to play football at another club's ground and come back to a ground that was you know, paid for by the council as I said, I don't know all the ins and outs of things, but it, it broke my heart, to be honest, and to see Club Coventry in the situation that they're in now, you know, with no ground, um, and they're, they're renting the ground off a, a rugby club. But the, the thing is, you know, hopefully if they you know, get things back together, get the right people back in them, you know, we can get our own ground back and get back to where we need to be. City now in uh, League Two, of course, a fourth tier of English football. What do you think they have to do to turn it round and, and get back up the football league? Uh, as I said, um, you know, they've got a great manager in Mark Robbins, They've also got some, you know, experience sprinkled around the team. A lot of the players there have played at a decent level, and they've got a crop of young players that are coming through also. So, the thing I could say for them is they just have to be consistent. Uh, I was there, you know, I was very privileged to be there on the first day of the season, and you know, Coventry gave a good um, account of themselves by turning Notts County over three 0 um, Good hat trick from Joby Jones. Well, um, it was Joby Jones, sorry. Yeah, it was very good, and. Um, for me, Michael Doyle dictated everything. He put everything together and brought the players in and organised it very well. And that's the sort of uh, what they have to continue. They have to be consistent and keep winning their games. From what you saw on that day, do you think they've, they've, they've got enough in the bank to, to go on and push for promotion this season? As I said, it's a long season at that level and there's so many contrasting styles in that division. Um, you've got teams who play football, you've got teams who are very direct, you've got teams who mix it up. Coventry can get a formula that works for them and keep keeps them in the running up until around March, April. They'll stand a very good chance of getting promoted. Okay, John, you hung up your boots uh, back in 2008 following the spell in the non-league. What are you currently doing? Um, I'm working for a sports management company called Paramount Sports where we uh, advise and mentor and um, look after a lot of players in the, uh, from League 2 all the way up to the Premier League. I work for um, a great manager called Darrell Powell. He uh, owns a company and he was an ex-professional, played in the World Cup and he's a delight to work for. Have you got any uh, City players in your box? Um, not at the moment, no. No. Uh, John, it's been an absolute pleasure. Uh, I'd like to thank you for joining me today on the show uh, and I wish you well in the future with your uh, future lines of work. Thank you. Thank you very much. Cheers, man. Thank you.